0: Um Zach here, has he been what you guys were hoping to uh, come up, I don't know if yeah, we were, um, you were saying that they were a on this guy? Yeah, we were hoping we'd get a physical, strong forward that is uh, accustomed to playing that way and has got things going in his own personal life and I think we've got that. He's had a little bit of a setback right now because of the, the flu and uh, he'll be good to go tonight and back in the lineup but um, overall i think if you look at his his um, body of work since he's been here there's been a lot more positive nights than negative ones and uh, we're a team that's looking to find that type of player a little more physical a little heavier stronger along the boards and um, he certainly fills that need right now was there anything about his game that kind of surprised you they got all of you these hands are a little bit you are know? Um, I, I think we still have got to let, we have to let him evolve a little bit as a player here in Edmonton. Um, he hasn't played a lot of hockey this year because of his um, personal life. And uh, I think we still need to let that happen. Are there surprises? No. Um, I've seen him play enough in the past uh, in Vancouver, a lot of games against us, uh, where he's had an impact both offensively, defensively, physically. Um, so not a lot of surprises. What have you heard about uh, down in the uh, consistent, um, puck moving, uh, I hear a lot about his character there and his ability to, uh, to have some of the younger defensemen around. Um, often when you're reassigned like that at, at the stage of his career that he's in, um, you tend to go the other way and just worry about yourself and, and everything else, but uh, all reports are that he's been pretty good around the younger defensemen, younger players on the team, uh, interacting with all of them, so that's a positive. Uh, it's been a while again since he played here. He gets another opportunity, and uh, we hope that he makes good on it. Todd, when it comes to just like coaching frustration or personal frustration, how do you sort of work through that knowing that you know, players are looking to you for leadership and that you don't want to stay frustrated for too long because it might give off, for lack of a better term, a no. bad vibe to the players? Well, I, I think, first of all, the players have to understand that you're in it with them. And if you walk around and pretend that you're just having a rosy day every day, uh, you're lying to them. You're lying to them through body language and words. They have to see some emotion out of, out of you as a coach or a coaching staff as well. And, um, you know, just like I get frustrated with them at sometimes, times, I know they're frustrated with me sometimes in the, the way I roll guys out and the, the rhythm of the game and maybe line mates and ice time and it's part of being a family. Um, you know, I, I'm pretty even keel. Um, I understand we're going to make mistakes. Maybe our team will make a few more than others. And I'm okay with that. And I've told the players this over and over and over again. It's okay to make them. We'll help you correct them. We'll put you in the right position. We'll talk about them. We'll discuss them. We'll listen to your opinion. Uh, What bothers me is um, when players are delinquent in their responsibility or effort, and they don't bring it, and then they make the mistake, or they make the same mistake over and over and over and over again without any type of um, adjustment to their uh, to their play and um, you know we are uh, we're frustrated right now as a team or an organization because we're not winning enough and some players have been through that for 300 games others have been through it for 60 games and everybody has a different sense or level of that but that does not allow us to be uh, indifferent delinquent, uh, soft as far as effort goes and emotion all of those have to stay high and and maybe higher than some other teams that are on cruise control mode right now heading into the playoffs. We have to keep ours high. And that's what we'll expect. What's the difference between not accepting that for 300 games or for 60 games and frustration that doesn't help? You know, I'm not I sure even, what you're asking, Mark. Like the, some guys are frustrated and they play worse, right? But mm-hmm. no one's supposed to be happy about this. No, if, if you're happy, you're in the wrong spot. Um, so we should all we should all leave the rink pissed off and, and unhappy with individual play and collective play and results. Um, that should be a given. But when it's time to come back to the rink and you've cleansed it and you you get a chance to repair that. You get a chance to prove to your teammates first to yourself and to your teammates that you're going to give everybody everything you have. That's all we can ask of them and you're going to try and do it right and if you do that where well, everything's okay. If you come back and you're frustrated and you go on your own program, you become delinquent then. I keep using that word. Guess what? It's just going it, to, it grows. And it gets deeper and deeper and deeper. What did you see from Yakupov last game that you hadn't seen in some other games in terms of his offensive getting chances? Did he do something different? Because he had lost last game. Did. He did. He had an intensity to him that wasn't quite there in games prior. He skated and he got to, uh, into position a lot quicker. He won more battles along the boards. He read plays very well. The, the goal that I'm, I'm thinking of in particular where he, uh, he anticipated where the puck was going, came up with it and released it. He anticipated well on his breakaway and skated well. Um, just a, an overall uplifting of, of his all-around game. And um, just goes to show it's there, and he can, he can deliver it. I'm sorry. Can you discuss some of the challenges facing face in Colorado tonight? A fast team. Fast, good one-on-one skill, tight turns, uh, very good escape skills down below the goal line. Um, a couple D that'll get up in the rush. Neutral zone, which uh, they're, they can be very standoffish, almost basically lining up across the, the red line and, uh, and challenge you to come through that wall. And we'll have to be good in that situation, similar to what uh, Minnesota did to us late in the game. So we have to deliver pucks better as defensemen. Forwards have to hit the holes at the right time and handle it. Um, if we're not doing that we could end up a frustrated group in the neutral zone. Uh, in your experience, is there a different sort of energy that's expended when he is playing from behind your lot, or has fought to tie it? I, I always refer to it as, as playing uphill. Um, yeah. it's just, to me it always seems to be more draining. Yeah, I think that's a that's a good analogy. It's harder to, it seems like you're you're expending more energy from behind. Uh, You have a tendency to shorten your bench quicker Um, The frustration level exists a little bit higher than it does when you have the lead Um, You know so just like defending you can you can roam around in the offensive zone For 30 seconds or you can play the same 30 seconds in the defensive zone You're a lot tired or or a lot more fatigued tired a lot more fatigued in our zone uh, than you would be in the offensive zone one's the kind of the fun zone the other one is the not so much fun zone so and when you got the lead, you're you're a little more comfortable, a little more positive. The energy's going the right way. Yeah, I I think there's uh, when you th- think about his career uh, to play as long as he has and still be as productive as he is. One, he's a professional. He takes care of himself. He's passionate about his craft. Um, he's doing the right things away from the rink and. You know, I don't even know if these things are actually happening, but that's what I would guess would happen. I watched Nick Lidstrom and Chris Chelios do it, and, um, you know, even Joe Thornton, those type of guys. They have a, such a passion for the game that they take care of themselves 24-7 so that they can do what they love. And that's probably Jerome's uh, key to it all. And um, he, uh, you know, 10 power play goals, shooting from where he's supposed to be shooting. So the team understands uh, where he's effective, he understands where he's effective, he's going to those spots and he's getting rewarded. You play all these teams that are, you know, fighting for the playoff spots in these battles. Is that why things are <clears> been a little tougher for you guys lately, just because their motivation is just a little bit higher because they're fighting? Shouldn't be, shouldn't be. If it is, shame on us. Um, you know, I think we're fighting for a playoff spot. There's, you know, we play some teams that are two or three points ahead of us and, and they're apparently fighting for a playoff spot. We should be in that mix too. Um, so shouldn't be. I think that's and when I. That's not just the defenseman. It's it's low forwards and and D man in around the blue paint. We gave up two goals the other night because of it. Um, I didn't think we did a good job in that area, and that includes the goaltender eliminating sloppy rebounds. Uh, But I think overall, team-wise, we have to be better in that area. And um, that's where that frustration came from. We can be better there. Yep, absolutely. Gryba, Nuge, both those guys are big-minute penalty killers for us, and it affects it. He skated today. Well, he had skates on. I I saw him with skates on. I didn't actually go out and witness him skate, but he had skates on, so... He's getting close. No. No.